Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I was looking forward to having a discussion with this gentleman because I was like, I never met a tuba player who's six foot five and is the principal for the New Mexico Philharmonic. I wanted to know this man's story. He's got a book. I'm possible. I'm possible. A story of survival, a tuba, and the small miracle of a big dream. Let me welcome to the show, Mr. Richard Antoine White. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me here. And thanks for gracefully, gracefully handling my mishap last time. Thanks oh, for reaching. There, there are no mishaps. Perfection is a process. <laughs> we we have grace and we roll with a bunch of stuff because this this story of yours, I, I, I wanted you here to inspire people, you know, um, my my dad used to talk about playing the French horn. There was a time when we all had to pick instruments in school. And some of us, you know, mine was the clarinet. I remember going to the store to get my little reed. I wish I had uh, <laughs> kept up with it, but it taught me how to read sheet music. And that led to playing the piano a little bit. And, you know, and, it, and, and for, for young black people in particular, being exposed to these different uh, instruments that aren't, you know, readily available to most of us opens your mind. Tell us yes. about your tuba uh, love, love affair? Well, I think it's important to know, I'm often asked, you know, how does it feel to be the only African-American on stage? And I often say, well, you know, we all get to choose from the same notes. You know, the, the thing that's important to know about music is that we all pick from the same notes, whether we're playing jazz, classical, whatever. And it's the collaboration that's most important, that we're all coming together for a common goal. Sure, you can bring your ethnicity and nationality to the table when you're interpreting music. But from the very start, we all have this single goal of creating the very best product that's possible. And I think that's what makes music so special. For me, the tuba represents me. Like you said, I'm 6'5", 340 pounds. I thought I would be a football player, but turns out I'm a classical musician. So for me to have this diversity and this collaboration is what we're all about as humans, working together towards a common goal. And I want all of us to embrace that. Even if you don't end up playing music as a career like you, music enhanced your life. And that's important because we want the highest quality of life that we could possibly have. Now you you know you've been on uh, what's that the Daily Show with uh, uh, Noah Tra- Trevor yeah. Noah uh, you know you you people you know because it's that kind of story I used to be a journalist and you know those are it's the human interests it's the good feels you know you know young man coming up from the streets of Baltimore in this hard you know Scrabble town and yeah. you know being hungry with rats and all you know it's that story. Um, yeah. Tell us the story that that you you write about in your book that's not sexy well you know there first i, I want to dispel some myths in our country because i think it's important if you want to know about my life in baltimore log on to hbo and watch the wire it's the truest realest uh depiction of baltimore that there is uh, i encourage that but you know we have this philosophy in our country that you just pick yourself up by the boots and straps and you're going to be okay well not everyone has boots and a strap so that's a myth or that you just work as hard as you can and it's going to be all right. That's not true either, because I know plenty of people that's worked as hard as they can. The bottom line, it takes a village. Every mentor, every teacher, everyone I've had in my life have helped me to be the person I've become today. My life started incredibly against all the odds, born premature. I weighed just over a pound. You can actually put me in your hands and close it. That's how small. Do you have pictures of that, Richard? Did they take pictures of me? I don't have pictures of that. There are pictures of me as a baby. I haven't seen one in in a NICU unit. 
I'm not wow. even sure if the NICU unit existed in the early 70s, but wow. that's how small I was. You know, and unfortunately, my mom grew up Southern Baptist, religious family, like most uh, African-Americans. And uh, she had me at age 16, 17. That was a no-no in that house. So much like the struggles that everyone had in the 70s with drugs and alcohol, she turned to the streets and alcohol was her demon. You know, but this isn't a story, uh, this isn't, uh, you know, a sad story. This is a triumphant story because ultimately my mom was a hero because she was courageous enough to give me up and give me a chance at life. You know, I was born premature, lived on the streets in Baltimore to an alcoholic mom. Uh, every day was like I would play like normal kids. But unfortunately, I had to find coins in the gutter, make my way to the open market, find some chicken gizzards or chicken legs and chew some of it and store it under my tongue because it was so unpredictable to, as to where my next meal would come. So I would just chew a little bit, put it in my tongue and save it for later. The last task I had each day was to find my mom. Some days I was successful, some days I wasn't. On the days where I wasn't successful, I ended up sleeping on the cardboard under a tree or in an abandoned house. And one particular day, 1978, man, it was the biggest storm in the Northeast I've ever seen. I couldn't find my mom. I was banging on the doors. To me, what probably felt like Hercules, like banging on the door, but I was so small that they probably didn't even hear it. And I crawled into a vestibule, was found frozen. They called authorities and then I was taken in and, legal, and given legal custody to my foster parents. As you um, tell your story in your book, I'm possible, that title, what does that mean? It means against all odds. You know, I think what we ultimately want in life is, oh, I, I say this on every interview, there are three C's, choice, chance, and change. We want a chance to make the right choices so that we can have uh, a better life for all. So you want a chance to make the right choices to see the kind of change that's going to equal that betterment for all. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, I'm glad the village helped me because I also believe that there are thousands of problems in the world, but 99% of them can be solved if we were just kind to one another. I'm glad I had a built village behind me that was kind to me. And if we're honest about the grade that we're receiving on being kind in this country, we're not doing great. And I want to point out the difference between recognizing someone and acknowledging someone. We recognize the homeless person on the street. We drive by them every day. But to acknowledge them would be to simply stop and say hello how are you those watching, are two different i'm watching truth be told on apple tv and they are handling the issue of the unhoused in a way that i think is so beautiful and sensitive and you know I, we need more hollywood um you know that's not like your story yeah. is made for hollywood but that also brings to light the humanity of people because they're still people and then you know in that you know uh Poppy takes us through how each, you know, Nixon and Reagan, um, yeah. you know, decimated the hospitals that were taking care of people with mental illnesses. They, she shows her own uncle who's out. She brings some books. I mean, it's just the humanity. We're people. People. They're so before the grace. Come on, tell us. It takes so little. That's that's what I want people to know. My foster parents took me in. They were blue collar hard workers, and they changed the whole dynamic of my life. What did I they think, do? What did they do? You know, they taught me that great people aren't born great. They grow great. They nurtured me. They never lowered the bar of expectations. You know, with this current affair of diversity, equity, inclusion, everyone feels empathy towards the underrepresented. But under no circumstances should we lower the bar of excellence. 
Excellence is void of color and gender. It's on the level or it's not. But what we should do is what you're talking about, Karen. We should provide the resources for people to compete and achieve at the level of excellence. Because when this window closes, we're going to have to answer for our decisions. And I want everyone to know that uh, great people aren't born great. They grow great. And everyone has that power within them. In my book, I'm possible. It really is against all uh, odds in spite of instead of because often we hear because of this i can't do that because of this you know holding me back but i say in spite of the disadvantages in spite of all the roadblocks you put in front of me let me just show you that i can do it that's my attitude we're talking with R richard antoine white uh and you can follow him what is it big t big tuba Raw tuba. Uh, raw, raw, raw uh, tuba. Richard Antoine White. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. I got lucky. Oh. I got lucky. You know, your, your acronym, your, your name initials are raw. That's dope. All right. Raw tuba. Why the tuba? Well, you know, I started playing trumpet in fourth grade and my friend Dante, some of you may have heard him. He plays Justin Timberlake, Queen Latifah, awesome trumpet player. Some guy came to school and said, hey, what are these instruments? Like you were talking about, Karen, flute, clarinets, everything. I said, yo. We should pick the trumpet. It only got three vowels. It's got to be easy. Boy, was I wrong. Trumpet is hard. <laughs> so we got the sixth grade, and I was like number 18 out of 32 trumpets. I was like, this ain't really working out. I looked up, saw the sousaphone, the tuba that you wear. I was like, I want to play that because it was only one. And, you know, the tuba is like me. It's big. It's bulky. It's the butt of all jokes. Much like Tubby the Tuba, all I want to do is play the melody. Regardless of what you hear on the streets, the tuba is the coolest brass instrument because it's the youngest, invented in 1835. And I intend to show the world just how cool it is. All right. So you went you went to school uh, to learn about this uh, instrument. Uh, classical music, though, I struggle with it. Please, please. Yeah. I struggle with that in jazz. This this the the the, the lack of drums for me, you know, I don't zoom, doom, 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 with the jazz. Like I, I need a driving bass line, you know, that gets into my soul. There's something about it that just makes me. Oh, what is it about classical music that we need to understand? I think we all just need to use our imagination. Imagination makes the impossible possible also. I think my imagination saved my life on the streets. Oftentimes I had to imagine a warm blanket, imagine a full tummy. The same thing, when you hear Bach, my dissertation, if Bach had had a tuba, ultimately I concluded that if Bach had had a tuba, it would have been his favorite instrument. If you listen to Bach, boom, bing, 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 bum, bing, bing, bum, bing, bum. You missing the drums, just add it. It's all the same. That's what we have to understand. Come on, beatbox. Whether, whether you listen in the country, whether you listen to classical, it is all the same notes. It's just that interpretation and the imagination that we infuse on it. But, you know, just much like humans, we were put here to live together. We were given a set of musical notes to create together. And that creativity is only limited by our own imagination or expanded by our own imagination. So I'm encouraging you to use that imagination, Karen. I'll use my imagination and we can roll with Bach. We can roll with Beethoven, Stravinsky, the whole lot. <laughs> All right, Richard. Listen, uh, your favorite song to play, and it can't be Bach. Richard, Richard Antoine, when you when you're alone in your when you're alone in your room, you, no. So when you're by yourself, what are you what are you playing that 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 that's you? 
Uh, you know, I've been going across the country. I paid a baseline to my movie because I think it's hip, you know, and people aren't used to hearing tuba sing, beatbox and play. I can show you rather than I can tell you. Should I just Come show on, you? Show me. Okay. I'm from Missouri. Let me grab my tuba. We're talking with Richard Antoine White, who's about to regale us with his, ooh, that's a big tuba. Go ahead. It's the baby tuba, actually. That's, that's oh, <laughs> okay. You have one bigger than that? Yes. So I'm going to switch mics to my plan mic. Here okay. we go. Yes. This is the Raw Tuba theme song. never heard anybody beatbox and play this you know it, it took me back to um grambling and hampton <laughs> you, oh, yeah. you know you know that football game but it's about the band this is hbcu the tuba is the star of the hbcu band off that happens yes. the marching bands that that so many of us grew up with so as soon as you did just took me back and i was like ah yes <laughs> absolutely did you play in a marching band when you were in college? I, I did not. I grew up in Tuba Royalty, though. So I grew up in Indiana, where Mr. Phillips was a tuba teacher. So he created Octuba Fest, Tuba Christmas, Tuba Valentine's Day. You get the point. If we could put tuba on, it became a holiday. Those of you who don't know, the last month of last month was October 31st. You know, that's how we roll. So I was just introduced to a culture where tuba was just amazing. And I'm grateful for it. So y'all got a whole uh, group of people that hang uh, before you, because you might be probably one of the most renowned right now, tuba players in the country, in the world, Richard Antoine White. And the book is I'm possible, a story of survival, survival, a tuba and the small miracle of a big dream. Who's your favorite tuba player? Oh man, it would be all my mentors, uh, Daniel Perantoni, David Federley. Mr. Harvey Phillips, William Bell, everyone that paved the way for me to do what I'm able to do today. And your 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 dream, your big dream, your big now, dream. No, my life my life has changed. My life is to simply inspire hope to as many people as possible and to have all of you come down to the Tuba Ranch. If you're unfamiliar with the Tuba Ranch, is what the proceeds from my book will go to. The Tuba Ranch will be my residence, but also a place with a stage and barracks so 24 7 you just come down place a fellowship be yourself there will be beer ramen noodle and chili so if you're having a bad day get on the plane get on the bus come down on raw tuba ranch if you overindulge we'll have barracks where you can stay tonight i'm working with the city on ordinance and all the licenses i need for all this to happen so i hope to see everybody at the raw tuba ranch a place of healing and fellowship where where exists what is the address where do we go is there a website it's gonna be in new mexico's los ranchos I'm working with the city now to designate areas because they feel like this is needed. It fits with their program in terms of healing and some of their health curriculum that they have. Uh, I ultimately just wanted a place where people are allowed to be themselves and not have to check their characteristics at the front door. Do they have to know how to play the tuba? No, nah, you know, if you want to just sit on the stage and look pretty with a beer, I allow that. It's my ranch. So okay. you can do that too. <laughs> All right. And and for for those who might want to get into the tuba, like the trumpet, it's about the lips. 
It's about the, yes. the placement of the mouth. It's the mouth thing. Like just like yes. even with any, it's about how your mouth forms. How yes, you, you can buzz, and if if you don't have money, you just take your hands like this. We have a buzz, so I could. Yes. I got a tuba mouthpiece right there. Oh, so you can okay. start now to all the youngsters out there listening. Make a circle with your fingers, put them together, and buzz. <laughs> I see I'm not, you. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I think my lips can do all of that, but I'm just, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to embarrass myself. You are you are a pleasure. Um, I, I'd like to come to the raw the raw tuba. I'm hearing a lot of great things about New Mexico. I was just talking to my buddy, Sam Reynolds, who has moved to New Mexico. He did, uh, you know, he looked at all of the places in the country that he could land. It's a nice blue state and it's, you know, yes. nice weather and it's Zen. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's you got know, it's all a place of- I often say about New Mexico. Why did I stay here? I've never been in a place that has so much potential to have it reach it. And I intend to build it and see New Mexico reach its full potential. And that's the Raw Tuba Ranch in New Mexico. And y'all get the book, I'm Possible, A Story of Survival, A Tuba, and A Small Miracle of a Big Dream, and The Small Miracle of a Big Dream. Uh, You are a big dream. You are a big dreamer, Mr. Richard Antoine White. And it's a pleasure meeting you again, having you back on. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, y'all, listen, this is, uh, all things are possible. And he's proof of that. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.